0: Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America.
1: The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaHealth.com. Good afternoon and welcome to One Hour at a Time. Recovery begins with education and host Mary Woods is here to educate individuals and
0: families and provide support through the recovery process. Now here's your host, Mary Woods. Good afternoon everyone, this is Mary Woods and um, I'm hoping you're having a very warm Monday. It's quite chilly here in New Hampshire. Um, We have a very interesting show today. We're going to be talking about... um, Our families and our relationship with our roots and the importance of families in terms of healing. And our guest today is Ann Salter, who is a licensed clinical social worker, a marriage and family therapist. And she's been working with families and adult individuals and couples and conducting workshops, retreats, and groups for 30 years. Her focus has always been on emotional healing of the self. She specializes in relationship work using family of origin therapy and experiential techniques such as psychodrama. Drama, gestalt, and family of origin sculpting. She has studied family and group work from many masters, including Virginia Satir, Sharon Wexler-Cruz, and John Hyder. Ann Salter is also an addiction specialist certified by John Hopkins University in 1978. She has taught addiction courses at Barry University, per- presented addiction seminars around the United States and has worked as a consultant to area treatment centers conducting training for their therapist. She is a certified sex addiction therapist after undergoing training under Patrick Carnes, Ph.D. Welcome, in to our show. Hi, thank you.
1: I'm looking um, forward so to this.
0: So you've been working with families for a long time.
1: Yes, a long time. And it's always been my interest and uh, I've also been working with addictions for a long time, most likely because I've dealt with it myself and uh, my whole family. Um, well, I, so, you know,
0: family treatment used to be very prevalent in the 80s, and um, we seem to have gotten away from it a bit. And I think uh, that's a great detriment to a lot of our folks that, that have addictive disorders. Yes,
1: uh, in fact, I'm always encouraging all the treatment centers to have at least a week-long family treatment, which not all of them do, um, but the, the treatment centers that I send people to, d- for sure, do family treatment. Um, why,
0: are, why are families important to treatment?
1: Because they are, of course, either they can be the support, but they've usually been the enablers. Um, not meaning to, uh, they've enabled the addiction. They don't understand this. They need education on how the disease works, the di- d- disease of addiction. And, of course, in so many cases, if it's a young person, um, they've tried to buy them off. You know, if you'll just stop using, I'll buy you this or that. Uh, and sometimes these children, so to speak, are grown men and women in their 30s. And it's um, they need a lot of education and encouragement to to set boundaries, which is a big thing in dysfunctional families anyway. The whole issue of boundaries.
0: Well, and we're also talking in many instances of a third or fourth generation um, alcoholism or drug abuse.
1: Yes, yes, it's um, we it does get handed down. We believe genetically. Uh, and behaviorally, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, in all kinds of, in all of our being, it gets um, handed down and sometimes it skips a generation, at least um, so it seems. But when you're able, when you know how to look closely, you're going to find um, addictive behaviors, dysfunctional behaviors that are real related to um alcoholism and addiction that's been coming throughout the family for many years.
0: What would some of those behaviors look like?
1: Uh, raging, uh, uh, out-of-control anger, which is what raging is, or a lot of anger, because uh, let's say your parents didn't drink or anything, but one of them was a rager or they fought a lot uh... and one or both of them had a parent themselves who was alcoholic and from that they take what we often they often call in the program isms they uh... they're still carrying all that baggage and all the hurt in the baggage and it still comes out even though they don't use drugs to medicate it but very often they use some other thing or else they become a very stoic closed family They often use religion. That's one of the, which we call in the field, uh, religiosity, which for many of us who work in the field, we consider an addiction.
0: Can you explain more about that?
1: Yes, that's a chapter in my book that I really think is very important. The dynamics of a um, dysfunctional family are all found in the fundamentalist religions. Um, they uh, they mirror the dynamics. Um, I'm looking to see which chapter that is. <laughs> um, chapter 8. It's chapter 8. Good for you. <laughs> okay. Um, because I really wanted to fully um, be able to talk about it. These dynamics in a dysfunctional family, which you will find also in the early chapters of my book, which actually goes over all kinds of dysfunctional dynamics, um, you will find these in um, relationship with religion in the fundamentalist religion, whatever religion it is, whether it's Christian or Jewish or Muslim uh, you'll find these dynamics, which are they're a closed system with no room for discord or differences of opinion. They separate their members from the world at large and control what they are allowed to see, experience, and learn, um, the, meaning the children. They have rigid teachings of right and wrong and are perfection, perfectionists about what their members need to accomplish to gain God's approval. Their leaders, like some parents, often do not practice what they preach, which is a crazy-making behavior. You know, seeing your parent um, preach one thing and behave the opposite or another way is one of the things we call crazy-making, because a little child is very confused by that. They often use fear and shame or manipulative communication as weapons to control people, such as you will go to hell if you deviate from our teachings, or you are always sh- sinful. And that's a very shaming message. You are always sinful. And, of course, in a dysfunctional family, verbal abuse, the parents, uh, when they verbally abuse, they are shaming the children. And one of the deepest injuries that we suffer in dysfunctional families is a lot of shame underneath the exterior And that's the hardest thing often to um, heal, especially with sex addiction. Um, But the religious thing adds on top of whatever family you come from. If they are like the fundamentalist religion, if they're rigid and closed and they're always right and you're always wrong, uh, the religion then just adds on to that in more shaming uh, more rigidity, um, and it's very hurtful. And so people grow up sometimes with a relationship with religion, which is um, shaming for them, which blocks them from other relationships, because if it's real rigid and such as uh, a religion like Jehovah's Witness, which you're only allowed limited contact with anybody of any other religion um, or you are um, what's the word you're shamed out of the shunned out of the family if you go outside of it for your uh, relationship or marriage. Um, these are very shaming things and but they're also full of fear and fear is a huge thing with dysfunctional families and it becomes a huge thing in your relationships. If you experience a lot of fear and confusing uh, things uh, in your relationship with your parents and your siblings, then you're going to have a very damaged relationship with yourself, which means things like repeating negative messages, negative beliefs about yourself. Uh, sometimes you might only do it outwardly with humor, but inwardly one will do it constantly uh put themselves down have perfectionism um, and some people give up unfortunately and others don't and that may be a personality dynamic that we come in with whether we're a fighter or a quitter you know and um, it's not a, it's it's reasonable that some people quit it just really depends on basic personality Um Okay, I'm going on and on
0: <laughs> That's okay because I think that when we when we think about um families that are in the throes of of addiction. Um, it's it's chaotic for families, I think people um children, as you say, they get a message do as I do do as I say now not what I do and that's very mm-hmm. confusing um, growing up in a family where you kind of circle the wagons and you know you don't let people know what's going on, but you know so you so you have the reality of your family, but then the the face you give to the outside world is different than what's going on in your family. So that's extremely stressful as well. Um, well, yeah, and an example of that is is uh
1: and things like this are in my book of a, a family where there's all kinds of uh of destructive behaviors and feelings going on and yet they'll dress up and go out perhaps to church or somewhere like that and they look like the perfect family um, and it's called we call that looking good you know it's so important to look good and in the meantime everybody in the family is miserable but
0: that's not seen right that's the game face is that we're we're a functional family we're you know we we get along i i this comes to mind because this morning then on the news i saw uh a news report on Sean Edwards, and um, mm-hmm. and it showed, like, when he was running for president and he and his wife, and, and all the time that they appeared to be, like, a great couple with a wonderful family, he was involved with this other woman and had and was having a child with this other woman. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know, this just seems like a good example of what you're talking about.
1: Yes, and, you know, secrets are, there's been a saying in the 12-step um, <clears throat> programs, particularly Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, that you're as sick as your secret. And we believe that, and I believe that, the only good kind of secret is if you're going to have a surprise birthday party for somebody.
0: Or you're planning or your something. Weight. <laughs> yeah. Or your weight. Other... Your weight's a good secret. <laughs> your weight? Yeah. How much you weigh is a good secret.
1: Uh, oh, oh, well, that's harder to hide.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you still don't have to put it out there. Um, we'll be right back after this commercial to talk more with Anne about um, families and our, our relationship legacy. We'll be right back.
1: You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There are a number of health and social services available to individuals for low cost or no cost. Now there's a radio program devoted to bringing you the information you need. Tune in to Outreach Today with host Melissa Jenkins-Simon. Our program promotes the benefits and services of CI Incorporated, providing health and social services over a wide spectrum of resources and agencies. We want to help you. Tune in to Outreach Today, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.